everybody, and welcome back to this episode of the My Husky Life podcast. My name is Liam, and once again, as always, I'm joined by my two wonderful co-hosts and a couple of other wonderful people who, who we will introduce in just one moment. Um, I'm going to toss it over to my co-host, though, to introduce themselves first. Would you like to, uh, would you like to do that? Me too. Yeah. Hi, everyone. It's Sunny again. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Um, super happy. I'm always happy to be on this show. <laughs> um, but yeah. Happy to have you, Sunny. Hi there, Huskies. Um, it's Erica back again. Um, I'm really excited for today's topic. I really can't wait to get into it. So, Liam, would you like to? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Thanks, Erica. Um, my name is Liam. Uh, I guess we're just doing this nice and simple introductions today. So my name's Liam, um, and uh, today we have a, a couple of awesome special guests who are going to introduce themselves, hopefully with a little bit more depth than we did. Um, would you like to start? My name is Kellyanne Curphy. I'm an associate director at the Office of Prevention and Education at Northeastern, otherwise known as Open. I use she/her pronouns, and I'm also a social worker. Wonderful. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. I'm Sarah Chofnis. I'm a clinical social worker at University Health and Counseling Services, also known as UHCS. Um, I've been there for, what, three and a half years now? And first time doing something like this, very excited to participate. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Yes, of course. Thank you both so much for, for joining us today. We are uh, very excited to have some staff on for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this is going to be exciting. We're going to get the really uh, an inside look at everything that's going on. So. Um, as you may have heard, we have representatives from OPEN and UHCS, which means we're a little bit um, of our topic today is going to be about wellness, and it's going to be about taking care of yourself, and it's going to be about you know transitioning to Northeastern because that can be emotionally taxing. It can be you know stressful, kind of getting into the swing of things, especially if you're coming from maybe a long way away. And so we're going to kind of dive into uh, what resources are available as a student at Northeastern, some things that you might deal with, some things that you might come across, um, and just kind of everything surrounding that. So we have two very qualified people here today to talk about them, and I'm not talking about Erica and Sonny, so <laughs> <What>? <laughs> um, <laughs> no offense. Um, so, I mean, just to jump right in, um, just to kind of understand what exactly Open and UHCS are, um, Sarah, would you like to kind of start off and tell us about what what, what do you do for UHCS? What is what is UHCS and, and why are they like why should students know about them? So UHCS, University Health and Counseling Services, we're medical and mental health services for Northeastern. Um, we have a wide variety of services, including medical appointments, who can also refer you to specialists in the Boston community. We offer therapy, support groups, um, psychiatric medication management. Um, people come to us for immunizations. And we also have a nutritionist who can help students with a variety of things, including, let's say you have um, a dietary restriction. They can help you figure out where to eat on campus and what's healthy. And then there's also Find at Northeastern, which is 24-7 mental health support. Um, with them, you can call and speak to a mental health clinician from anywhere at any time. They can help connect you to online or in-person therapy, and they also offer self-guided mental health modules that uh, we can help connect you to. And just look at our website, and you can get more information on all of those services. Awesome. Wow. Extensive. A lot. A lot going on yeah. in your that, That's awesome. I mean, that's awesome, though. It's, I mean, it's good to know that no matter what, you're, what, what you need, whatever you're looking for, whatever services are 
uh, relevant to you at that moment that USCIS kind of has that um, to offer. So with that, uh, along with that, we have um, Kelly from Open. So uh, Kelly, would you like to talk to us a little bit about what Open has to offer? Yeah, so we do prevention and education on alcohol and other drugs, sexual violence and sexual health. Um, so we give presentations on things like bystander intervention and first year seminars and with student groups. And then we also offer confidential check-ins for students on alcohol, marijuana and other drugs, um, as well as confidential trauma-informed services through our Sexual Violence Resource Center. And we have a ton of information on our website too if students are interested in getting involved or any of those topics. Awesome. I'm also realizing I should have said UHCS is also a completely confidential mm -hmm. service for everything we offer. What does it mean to be a confidential resource? Yeah. Right, so not every office on campus is confidential. Um, the confidential services on campus are UHCS, Open, Sexual Violence Resource Center, and the Center for Spirituality, Dialogue, and Service. Right. It means that whatever any student says to us has to be kept um, between us and that student and um, in Otherwise, if there are um, imminent safety risks, that would be a reason to break confidentiality. But other than that, um, we can't talk about what we discuss with students. Um, so obviously, these are both um, really great resources to have on campus. And I've definitely taken advantage of them throughout my time at Northeastern. Um, what do you guys see comes up like most often for students during that transition to college? What do you guys see? The students come to you with one of the uh, the biggest things we see is just this disconnect between expectations and reality. I think a lot of um, a lot of people expect college to look or be a certain way based on you know what their friends are doing and what they see in the movies and TV. And sometimes that discrepancy between expectations and reality causes a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress, some sadness. Um, another thing we see over and over again is this idea that. Um, that nobody else is experiencing that same thing. And so uh, I think learning that more more people than you expect are feeling similarly can be reassuring. I definitely agree with that. I think you, if you, you know, the listeners can't hear me, but I'm nodding along the whole time just because I know that's <laughs> definitely something that I experienced. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, are there resources like UHCS offers that allows people to connect with other people so that they know that they're not alone there and they know that they're not the only one experiencing this? Um, you know, feelings of loneliness. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think the, uh, the, the best way to hear it from other people is to use one of our support groups. Every semester, uh, we have depression and anxiety groups, uh, various other different kinds of uh, groups that come up. There's always something new um, each semester. Mm, and for the past few semesters, we've also had a yoga for mental wellness group that uh, is also really enjoyable, really nice. I might have to take you up on the on the yoga because I, it would be good for me because I need to I need to work out and I can meet new people and that's uh, it's a good um, twofold. Uh, Kelly, any, anything uh, anything that you want to add on to that about transition tips and things that you might deal with as an incoming student? Yeah, I mean, I think what you know there there are definitely specific issues that may come up where students are feeling that disconnect. What Sarah was talking about, but I really think that the main thing is. Um, knowing that you're not alone and feeling, I feel like a lot of times when I'm talking to a student, um, they they have a hard time talking to other students that they don't know that well about these things. Um, so to know that most people are feeling this way and um, 
it's okay to express that you're feeling homesick or that you miss your friends because I'm sure everyone else is feeling the exact same way. Um, but I think a lot of it does have to do with just that um, adjustment uh, to living on your own and meeting new people can be really hard. Um, and then also the expectations around college, like partying and drinking um, and feeling like you need to live up to that can be really challenging. Um, but we know that about 30% of our students at Northeastern report not drinking in a typical month. So if you are making the decision not to drink, please know that you're not the only one making that decision um, and you don't need to to feel like you have to live up to what the media a lot of times says is the college standard as far as drinking. Yeah. I think that, like, it's very easy to get caught up in that kind of thought that this, maybe your experience that you're having isn't what college is supposed to be. Um, I definitely felt like that. I think um, even though I really mm-hmm. enjoyed my first year, there were definitely times where I felt like, oh, I should be doing more. or I should right. have, like, other things by now. But knowing that like there is no one path that you can take some people like really hit the ground running right away and some people like it takes a different route because and for me that was definitely the route I took I kind of built up throughout the year rather than kind of like I didn't really jump in right away it took me some time to get adjusted and to kind of like move through um join clubs and get involved in my academics and with friends and things like that it took me a little bit more time to kind of adjust to that college life Bringing up the idea that everyone is uncomfortable at first is definitely a big motivator. Um, I think for me especially. This is a giant adjustment. Right. (laughs) (laughs) When I first came on campus, I especially felt like there were some expectations that were there um, in terms of like forming new friends. Yeah. But a big tip that I got from my friends that were already in college were telling me that like freshman year, like no one really knows each other on a deep level at first at all. Um, And there's not really like any set friend groups you're really free to make new friends and vibe with people that you actually want to hang out with. Like there's no pressure for you to, you know, join a certain group just because they look at a certain way. Um, if anything, there's so much freedom in it. And I think it's super exciting. Um, it can be nerve wracking, but keeping in mind that everyone is nervous. Um, and also as everyone's yeah. new is definitely helpful. So, um, super exciting that's that's definitely the big thing I hear a lot from especially incoming students just being like Mm -hmm. nervous about making friends and it's so important to keep in mind that everybody is in the same boat as you everyone is moving into this new environment everyone wants to make friends um so especially in the beginning of the year like Mm. put yourself out there and like I would just go to my common room at night because people were hanging out in there we'd play cards and I made friends and like you didn't it didn't have to push myself that far out of my comfort zone. I could just go, there's a group already there because everyone is out there wanting to make right. friends and things like I that. I mean, that's how I kind of like, I think I mentioned this in a previous previous podcast, but um, how I kind of felt a little bit like, I don't know, purposeless in my <laughs> first, you know, year. Um, just because, mm-hmm. and, but like, you know, and, and right alongside of like, you know, not going too far outside of your comfort zone. I mean, that's why there's so many different like clubs that are available for you to join that are like right up your alley that is something that I'm really comfortable doing, you know, so I joined, I'm in an acapella group and I love music and I love singing and I love, you know, working with other people. So like that was like perfect, 
combination, you know, for me to be in my acapella group. So I didn't have to go too far outside of something that I was really comfortable with to find something that would make, made me feel a little bit more whole, you know, and at home. Yeah. I think another thing to add to that is, um, since you, since most students obviously have never probably lived away from home, maybe they have, but have had probably more structure is that you need to figure out what's important to you. And I think a lot of times it can take, um, students a while to figure out some, um, organizational or self-care or strategies that you never really have thought of before maybe um, that can really impact your mm-hmm. well-being yeah. and mental health. I think it's hard for first-year students. The focus I think a lot of times is on you know doing well academically and getting involved and making a lot of friends but you can also lose like I need to also sleep you know and <laughs> sleep a certain amount or make sure that I'm <laughs> eating normal. Right. So I do think um trying to pay attention to those things too can help on the front end of your start to Northeastern. Yeah, definitely. I think um, when you transition to this new environment, you also have to find new ways to kind of cope with that stress because you're not maybe in the same place that you've been. I mean, I've grown up in the same house my entire life in the same town and moving to college and being this brand new place, I definitely had to adjust a lot of the ways that I kind of took care of myself and took time for myself. Um, so do you guys have any tips about ways that students can take care of their own mental health and self-care during their time at, at college? Yeah, I think that's a really huge point. Um, the coping skills you may have used when you lived at home might be different than the ones that you want to use in college. Um, and I think what Kelly was saying about sleep is so important. One of the first things I ask students about when they come and talk to me is about their sleep because you know, you're sleeping in a different place than you ever have. You might have a completely set, different setup to your room. Um, your roommate might be loud. There's a lot of different factors. And if you're not sleeping, um, everything else kind of breaks down. Your ability to cope with stress, um, your ability to study, your appetite changes. So making sure that you prioritize sleep is so huge for staying healthy um, mentally and physically. I really have to take a take that to heart because I (laughs) oh man I just like it was probably a point of almost you know a year and a half two years where I don't think I went to bed before midnight more than five times you know because it was like I just got so used to staying up till two three four a.m. because it felt like that's where I felt most comfortable um and so for if, if somebody has that kind of like mentality like what would be like the I mean, that's tough to break. I, I feel like, you know, it's because once you're, once you're there, like, do you, do you have any, what if somebody comes to you and says that that's their problem? Like, what, what would be the solution there? Well, I think, first of all, give yourself a break, be kind to yourself, and it, it doesn't help to beat yourself up for, for past behavior. But if there are small changes that you can make, start with those. Like, if that means, you know, if you went to bed at 2 a.m., Last night, try 1.30 tonight. Make small changes and see if you're feeling any different. Monitor yourself right. and check in with yourself. And did that extra half hour make a difference? Okay, can you give yourself a little bit more? And just remembering to give yourself as much compassion as you can because this is a difficult transition. And if you've gotten used to a behavior, it's going to take a little bit of time to change it. Right. gradual change. And kindness. We yeah. hear a lot of, I should be doing this. And um, should is such a blaming word. So... If you can say, you know, I would like to do this, it might be a little bit easier to make that change and um, less blaming. So um, 
Yeah, I think a big thing about the transition to college is of the big shift in structure. I think my high school life had a very structured routine where I was going to school for six hours a day. Then I would have, you know, one or two clubs after school and I would come home, eat dinner, do homework, go to sleep and start the whole thing over again. And things were very structured in the sense of like even within the days and then like very routine within the weeks. And I think that in college, it's a very different experience with your classes being um you know, spread out at different times and you have different timelines for assignments and things like that. And I think the biggest part of me transitioning to college was finding a way to manage all of that um, and kind of give myself a routine because it's not really structured for you. So taking the time to like set us, I would, I kind of, the way that I dealt with it was I made myself a structure. I gave myself, okay, these are the times you'll study. These are the times you'll have to go work out, to go hang out with friends, to go um, do different things just because since I wasn't no one else was imposing that on me it was the way for me to deal with that and to manage my stress and to manage the things that were happening in my one life. of the things that is also helpful as far as what Liam and I think Eric are talking about um, as far as structure and sleep I think the, one of the hardest things about being in college is that your class schedule is different every day so one day you may have an 8 a.m. and one day you could sleep until whenever you want. Um, so I think that is really, really hard for sleep. So one of the suggestions that um, I always give to students is try, this is really hard, but to set a somewhat similar like wake up schedule every morning. So maybe you don't wake up as early if you don't have an 8 a.m., but try to wake up around the same time that you normally would um, because otherwise you're just not, you're always gonna be sort of off. Um, and then I have to say this <laughs> because of what open does, but also just consider how either drinking or using marijuana or other substances may be impacting your sleep. Because um, if you're drinking throughout the weekend, yeah. your sleep schedule you may notice may be off the rest. You may not feel great the beginning of the week until Thursday. And then if you're drinking again <laughs> or making the decision to drink again, that's going to throw that off too. So just be mindful of that. Yeah. I think a way to like summarize everything. I think the biggest tip also would be that self-discipline really is the key to freedom. Um, especially throughout the week, whenever Chocolate. you're, <laughs> I, I like to talk to my students about this all the time, but really having a good time management skills is so key for you to enjoy most of college because if you can sit down and schedule out the things that you need to do, um, that's really setting up yourself for times, even more time even to enjoy the things that you actually want to do, right? Um, and I think prioritizing sleep is so underrated, but I think it's, I think we've emphasized it so much, but sleep is really the key. I think the biggest tip I've ever received from one of my trauma surgeons that I shadowed was his biggest tip. Like if he can get eight hours a day throughout college, like he can do anything, right? Um, and it just, sleep just goes into so much about like your physical and your mental health. Um, so if you're going to schedule out anything, first thing, make sure that you get at least eight hours of sleep every single day. And two, I would definitely plan out like at least a couple hours, at least like one day a week to enjoy yourself, to have fun. Um, I think you can, it's so easy to get caught up in doing work nonstop, but having those refreshing breaks is fundamental to your success because if you can, you know, reduce your stress levels and enjoy your life, you're gonna you're gonna perform so much way better um, than anything. So, self discipline is the key to freedom, and you know, make sure you schedule out the times to have fun. Um, 
but yeah, work smarter, not harder. I love that we're all talking about sleep because it is such a huge part of our well-being. I just wanted to give a little plug for, you know, your roommate might have a different wake and sleep schedule than you. So if you want to come over to UHCS, we have earplugs, we have uh, masks for your eyes. So if you're needing to find a way to sleep around their schedule or vice versa, um, we can help yeah. with that. I wish I knew that. I would definitely want to take advantage of that. <laughs> <laughs> that's nice, that. Better late than never. Yeah, we're learning something today. I think that that's a big thing is like learning to live with a roommate. And my, my roommate and I did have very different sleep oh, schedules. Man. And I think the biggest thing is just communication. <laughs> I mean, oh, I would yeah. just say like, like we talk like the especially in the beginning she'd be like did I wake you up last night and I was like no not at all and like we talk about what things like she was really like noise would wake her up but light was fine and things like that um so there's definitely conversations to have with your roommate in addition to all the other things like cleaning the place and you know what kind of level of cleanliness you expect and different expectations you have is uh, socially and other things like that really important conversations to have with your roommate early on and set that kind of standard for the rest of the year and I think that's important to just learn to advocate for yourself. I think that's one of the difficult transitions coming to college from high school is you have to be your own mouthpiece. So whether it's communicating with your roommate, communicating with professors, um, learning to get the things you need is a huge part of this transition. Yeah. And super quick, um, speaking about different sleep schedules, especially with your roommate. So my roommate was a nocturnal owl and I was the, like... <laughs> he would be up until like 3 or 4 a.m. just gaming out, and all you hear is just click, click, click. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to get to sleep because I have ROTC, and I wake up at 5.30 every morning, so I go to bed around 9 just to get my 8 hours because it's that important to me. Um, but, you know, him playing these video games was not helpful. A big tip that I would find, um, if you're, like, roommate, I mean, communication obviously is your first step. You know, you have to communicate and advocate for yourself like Sarah and Eric were talking about. Um but even then, even they go outside the room and they come back in, it's a little noisy. So on Amazon, if you look up the swimmer's ear putty, this stuff <laughs> is magical. You put this around your ear, it's like an earplug <laughs> times two, um, and I knock out all the time. So that's another pro tip if you want <laughs> to <tip>. avoid <laughs> hearing so. I, okay, I, I have something I want to talk about in terms of, like, coming to college and something to be aware of um, is how to, like, study mm. um, because study space and time can be sometimes hard to come by if you don't know where to look or you don't know how to. I, I know even a big problem, like, because I have a younger brother and, like, one of the things that we kind of, like, found out as he was kind of going through this particularly like rigorous education system was that like it wasn't that he couldn't necessarily like understand the material and stuff it was just that he didn't know how to get it into his system you know it's that he like or, or like or, or really engage with it in, in a particular way or how or where to study because that that's not something that we're ever like taught you know um growing up it's not how to study it, it's just what to study and so in college especially Things can, you know, academics can become more rigorous and it, it can become a little bit more difficult, especially and time consuming. And if you need to have that that space and time to be able to engage with the information and really soak it in and make sure that you're understanding all of it, um, there's a couple different like strategies that people have, which we can kind of, which we can go over. But I mean, I know I I'm I'm a big room studier only because I don't. <laughs> like leaving my room um and i don't like if 
I don't know. I just to to for me to get up and go somewhere else so that I can like, you know, read my textbook or something seems like to me. I just have to get in the habit of like wanting to um, more often. But it, do you have any tips, like study tips? Like what do you what do you guys what, what do you what do you all prefer um, when it comes to studying and and getting your work done, especially if you have a roommate or if you're like in a kind of enclosed area. I think this isn't really a studying tip, but I, every student that I've ever talked to, it takes probably the whole first semester to find what works for you as far as studying, Mm. whether that's going to the library, not going to the library, going, studying in your room, studying with other people, um, how to study, like, do you use flashcards or not, whatever it is, um, And so I think experimenting with different strategies is helpful and even asking people like your friends or your roommate what they do, because I think everyone has different um, tips for studying, Um, but knowing that it may just take the first semester and, you know, not getting hard or down on yourself about that. It may take a little bit to figure out what works best for you. I love that tip because I think having that impatience of wanting to have things go well as soon as possible can get in the way of that you know, just curiosity and learning about what what your needs are. Something that I encountered a lot in college was that my classes were a lot harder than I had in high school, and that was a it was a much bigger step up than I was expecting. I knew it was going to be more difficult, but it was definitely like a bigger challenge. And I think when you get stuck, I had like it's very easy to get caught up in it and just stare at the problem and like get really frustrated with it. Um, but taking that break, taking a step back especially when you get stuck on those things it's important to just like for your mental health and also you're never going to get the problem if you just keep staring at it and making the same mistakes so it's good to take a step back do something else relax your mind and then come back to it with fresh eyes and you'll do um you'll probably be able to work through it better yeah and that can really help with procrastination as well that's something we hear about all the time is i can't get my work started so what a lot of people start doing is they'll have you know, all these windows open on their computer and instead of being on the window they need to be on, they'll keep, you know, watching videos or texting friends or whatever. And if you actually give yourself that planned break time and break down the actual studying time into smaller um, windows of time, then it's easier to get started. Breaking things down into smaller tasks, it really helps with procrastination and that's such a big such a big um, issue I see with a lot of students. Yeah, it's all about it's all about one step at a time, and like just taking. I mean, like, and this. I mean, this just goes for. I mean, I mean, even outside of studying. I mean, I could you could kind of bring us around to to everything you know regarding like the college experience and like and and making it work. It, it's all just one thing at a time and one day at a time. And, and college, as difficult as it may seem from time to time, like it, it's a finite amount of time. You're gonna get through it. the 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 day is gonna end. The week's gonna end. The semester's gonna end. Yeah, it, it's like you'll you'll get to the end of it, and it's all about. I, I really agree that it is about breaking breaking it up. And I, I mean, I'm always the optimist, and I and I will definitely always kind of take that approach of like, it will be fine. You'll get through it. I mean, all you got to do is just kind of break it up. Just focus on what you need to focus on right at that moment. Um, and then you'll get to the next thing eventually. Like you don't have to like because because a lot of times I mean it's just so easy to become overwhelmed. You know when you got a lot going on if, if you're if you're thinking about making new friends and you're thinking about your family back at home and clubs and job and school and 
you know, living on campus. And now, obviously, there's a lot lot going on in the world today, you know, so that can add all, all add on. I mean, it's all environmental factors and everything going on in your life. I mean, it, but they are all separate from one another, too. So you take one thing at a time, you just kind of figure out what's important, what's the priority right at that moment, and then you'll figure out the next thing when you get to it. Yeah. Um, and I, I definitely am a, I'm a strong believer in it's that. It's a very mindful approach. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so before we wrap up here, I, I want to just I want to pass it off to um, you, Kelly and Sarah, just to, if you have any other um, tips or particular topics that you want to talk about before we um, wrap up that you think are particularly important for, for students to keep in mind um, going forward. I think one one thing I, I would love students to know is come talk to us at UHCS. We're here for you. Um, we're yeah. in, I mentioned group therapy before, but I just want to make sure I'm plugging individual therapy. That's what we spend most of our time doing, and, and we love working with Northeastern students. That's why we're here. So, you know, give us a call. We'll set up an intake, and you don't have to go through this alone. Obviously, you have your friends, your parents, but um, it's nice to have an impartial person to talk to. Definitely. Yeah, it's a good resource to have. And it's nice to know that you could just call, uh, find at Northeastern 24-7. I'm going to have that. Um, so mm-hmm. that's awesome. Kelly? Um, I think I'm going to give my sort of main takeaway that I wish students would know, I think, when, you know, they're coming in and um, struggling the most is really when they feel like they haven't found um, their, like, group of friends like I think about like friends, the show, and I think a lot of students um, think that they're going to come to college and right away have this group that they fit in with and they're their best friends ever. And that may not happen your first semester and you're going to probably meet a lot of people. But I think most students would say they really find either not maybe a group even, but a couple of groups or whatever it is. Um later on in college and it's okay if you do meet a group of friends and and later on you meet one that you fit in better with um so not to feel like everyone has this group Uh, i think it can be easy to see what other people are doing and feel like you're missing out on something but you know most students i would say it takes a little bit of time to also find their um friend group or just friends in general that they fit in with yeah i think it's a big thing you see other people and it's very easy to compare yourself but to remember that everyone's their own individual and just make sure you're doing what's best for you mm. and not worry so much about other people love that wow a lot of wise words today <laughs> <laughs> i stored them all away for today yeah um, but yeah just just you know like like you were saying before focus on right now what's happening and try and focus on what's best for you and not what you think you're supposed to be doing we've been so profound yeah. today <laughs> yeah um so, uh, Kelly and Sarah, where can, uh, if students want to learn a little bit more about you, but they're not on campus uh, this coming semester and they want to know a little bit more or they just want some more information now or whatever, when, where can they find you, social media, websites, things like that? Yeah, so um, students can follow us on Instagram at um, Open Northeastern mm-hmm. with one N. They can also follow UHCS's Instagram at NU underscore UHCS. They both have information on all the topics we were discussing earlier, as well as information on self-care. And UHCS specifically has information on services related to mental health that they offer, as well as find at Northeastern. 
Yeah, with UHCS, same thing, um, northeastern.edu slash UHCS. We have different ways to contact us, where we're located. Just call us, and um, we'll help you get what you need. And Sarah, um, on UHCS's website, there's a lot of tips on self-care. Um, so if you found this podcast interesting, anything on the self-care information, there's a ton of resources. Um, so you can find that on UHCS's website as well. Thank you. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you both so much for uh, joining us today. Thank you. You have both been fantastic guests, very informational, very insightful, and we really appreciate all the um, everything that you've been able to uh, provide for us today. And I think that um, listeners at home will really, will really, you know, get a lot out of this because it's more than just like, you know, the, the the resources that are available. It's about what you can do as a student um, to take care of yourself. And I think that we covered a lot of that today. So that's that's really awesome. So thank you very much uh, all four of you Thanks. for joining me today thanks for having us thank you, yeah, thank you. well um as always uh, we are the uh pod squad my husky life podcast uh is available um every week so check back in every monday to make sure that you're not missing out on an episode if you want to ask us any questions then you can tweet us with a hashtag my husky life at uh nu orientation so if you'd like to reach out to us, you can ask us any questions that you'd like. Please uh, check out our social media, our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for all of your orientation needs. We offer a lot of um, programs, resources, events coming up. So check that out. Welcome Week is on its way. So uh, definitely make sure to uh, keep an eye on all those socials. And we will see you next week. Sound good, everybody? Sounds good. All right. Well, as always, I've been Liam. I've been Erica. I've been Sunny. I've been Sarah. <laughs> I've been Kelly. And this is My Husky Life. Thank you all so much for coming out. We'll talk to you all later. Bye. 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 I just waved again. Oh, my God. <laughs>